Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Wiley. And it shouldn't happen again. Yes. So welcome to our podcast. It is called It Shouldn't Happen Again. We're going to take true crime cases, mainly murder cases, but we will have some paranormal and kidnapping and all kinds of fun stuff in here. And then we're going to tie it to a Taylor Swift song. Kidnapping fun stuff. (laughs) No, not fun stuff. It shouldn't happen again, I promise. (laughs) But um, we're just like, we're going to tie it to some Taylor Swift songs because we are huge Swifties. We actually um, are in the market for Eras tour tickets to Indianapolis right now. So if anyone wants to donate that, <laughs> we are more than ready. Right yes, now. I am. I'm wearing my Taylor hoodie. Yes. We're also going to be talking about like personal growth. We're kind of like a what we're like doing right now is going to be normally like personal growth or like a yeah. gossip session because we are teenage girls and there is a lot of stuff that happens in high school yes. as teenage girls. So we feel like we should share it with everybody. We won't use names though because that's probably not great. Yes, and we also have our beautiful sound people who yes. are dancing for us right now. We and, like, love them. Getting to sing into an extra mic. Yes. Yes. Um, shout out to Alyssa so Martin and Jade Arlinghouse. We love yes. you guys. You guys are so silly so and cute. So if we us. start laughing, that's normally what it is. Yeah. Um, we'll try and edit most of it out, but honestly, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll just jump right into it. Um, so our case this week is that of Dorothea Puente, and of course, um, you know. Probably, if you're a Swifty, you can guess the Taylor Swift song. It is Dorothea from her album Evermore, um, which I'm a huge Evermore fan. I'm kind of on an Evermore kick right now. Yes, my surprise songs for my show, like one of them was Ivy. My the surprise song for my show was Evermore. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm kind of the like better okay, one. But here. we had Aaron Dessner in ours, so really, <laughs> <laughs> my surprise song got to Gracie Abrams. Yeah, I also had that one. So, but she, I got to see her whole set. Okay, well my didn't. my concert started earlier. So who wins? Me because I had more of it. Okay, dark but I saw and I could Taylor. see the bracelet. <laughs> okay, okay, I could like I saw Taylor sing with Gracie. Yeah, that's okay, the, that's so, the only way you're winning um, on that yeah, one. Yeah, end of story. I win. So yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you want to go? Yeah. Go ahead. Dorothea. <laughs> um, we also don't know how to say your last name. We try to Google yeah. translate it, and it's it just wasn't working. No. So, and I'm probably gonna pronounce a lot of stuff wrong because I just can't talk. Same so. Girl. Yeah. Okay. So Dorothea Punte was born on January 9th, 1929, in Redlands, California. But then in the 30s, she moved to L.A. with her family to be closer to a veteran's hospital so her dad could get help. Yeah, so she was six of seven children, or we don't know how many, like what number she was, out of 18 kids. It's debated. There's not a ton of like resources on her childhood. But um, her dad did die of tuberculosis when she was eight, and um, both of her parents were alcoholics. And to make it even better, her mom um, was routinely abusive. But she did die when she was in a motorcycle accident when she was yeah. little. So since both of her parents um, unfortunately died at a very young age for her, her and all of her siblings became orphans and kind of like got split up because of the way. Yeah. And to add on to all of this trauma, um, her father would sometimes hold a gun to his head and threaten to kill himself in front of his kids. And even better, actually, this is not worse or better than that, but her mom was a sex worker and a prostitute. Yes. And at 16, Dorothea actually decided to take after her mom in that field. She was like, you know what? Mom made a good living before she died. And, you know, I'm going to be a prostitute as well. Yes, because she's all about the money, as we'll see. Yeah. And then when she was 16, 17, she did marry a 22-year-old named Fred McFall. 
Yes, and her marriage with Fred only lasted two years. Mm -hmm. Since, like, they did get really, they got married, like, really young. Yeah, and while they had two kids, one was sent to live with relatives and the other one was up for adoption with, like, I mean, probably better for the kids, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't seem like like great parents. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of like a murderer and they're really young, so they probably ended up having a really, like, a lot better childhood. Yeah, so it's kind of also debated as well of, like, how many siblings she had um, if her first husband died or just left. Yeah, because some sources say that McFall died of a heart attack, while others say that he left um, Dorothea after she had a miscarriage. Because that was, like, really frowned upon. Mm -hmm, Because... After, but that marriage did end, um, especially if he died or left her. Um, so she became very involved in criminal activities after that, which um, we'll see is a very big part of her life. Um, if you've seen if you've seen anything on this case, like, I mean, I don't know. Um, but there is a really good documentary on Netflix called Worst Roommate Ever. And you should go watch it because it has a lot of information, which is where we got some of our information from it. It's yes. very good. It is very good. I, I've watched a few episodes of that. So, um, after her marriage, her first marriage ended, she became involved in a lot of criminal activities. For starters, um, she was friends with this woman, and she kept telling her that she, Dorothea wanted to, like, open up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, Dorothea would be like, go to her friend and be like, hey, can I have this money for my restaurant? Like, I'll pay it back to you once it gets up and running. Yeah, and like, then I just being, really want my yeah, restaurant. Being her friend, she's like, of course I'll help you. Like, that's you're, yeah. like that's what you want. So then she kept doing that, but there was never really a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, And the money never went into the restaurant. Yeah. Okay, so side note, I really think that this woman would open an Italian restaurant. Like, I'm envisioning it, and she would definitely do Italian. Yeah. Like or it, like, but, like, it would look like our, like, school's pizza. But also, like, I could see her doing, like, a cafe because, like, she played all, like, that grandma thing. So I can see her having, like, yeah. some, like, tea and cupcakes. But and I, I, I can see that. But I feel like she's really, like, a school pizza kind of gal. Yeah. Maybe or she like, had pizza and tea. And she tries to put, like, leaves on. Like, she goes outside, she picks leaves off the tree yeah, to make it look like more, like, gourmet. Yeah. But it's not. It's yeah. just gross. Maybe she added beef jerky on it, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, so, oh, oh, okay, so after she um, would scam her friend, her friend actually ended up moving in with Dorothea, and also, we could not find the name of the said friend, so that's why we just keep saying, like, friend and victim, so she moved in with Dorothea as a roommate, and she ended up dead. Yeah, she was just dead. Um, Most of them, it was ruled a suicide, but let's be real, they actually found a lot of drugs in her system when she died. So it was kind of like um, it could have been suicide, but also like when you get into more yeah, of the deaths and the like, case, that's like a it's a, a common, common theme. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so that was roommate number one slash victim number one. Um. But yeah. So in 1948, she started yeah. forging government checks, mm-hmm. and she was caught and convicted, and she only served six of her four-year sentence which is crazy to me like that's i think so the bad. justice system like it's just crazy how people get out and like innocent people go to jail for so long and then people that are or, literally 
serial killers they're like oh actually you, you've been yeah. on good behavior and like pedophiles and stuff that can get out on bail like that's crazy that's to me Is speaking that- of i know we don't are doing a gossip sesh but pedophiles that get out of jail on bail that's crazy to me because yeah. you just like ruin that little kid's life exactly and you pay like 10 grand and you're out yeah because there was a, was a little person that, that was um in our community that went to school with us literally last year that went to jail and i had a trial and they were like oh actually you can get out on bail and of course he's rich so yes they were like, but it's okay you, know you can leave so hopefully he gets yeah, his justice so in other rich ways. people karma, stay on top i guess yeah karma is a cat so Real. i mean Taylor said it herself, bro. Exactly. (laughs) After her roommate died, Puente moved to San Francisco, where she met and married Axel Johnson, who was a sailor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. Um, Their marriage actually lasted over 10 years, even though most people said it was um, very abusive and unhappy. Yeah, and pretty violent. Um, And this was, like, in the 50s, so it was kind of overlooked. This probably, like... It probably lasted so long because since he was a sailor, like, it's yeah. like he was gone a lot. And while he was gone, Dorothea would um, work as a sex worker again. Yeah. And Axel did not like that. I mean, understandable because, like... Yeah, if Jackson was a sex worker, you probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, no. Also, we're 16 years old, so... <laughs> I love- you have given our names, location, <laughs> age. Yeah. Like, it's final you're asking, location out. You're asking to be murdered. Hey, I'd make a cool story on the podcast. I'll make an episode about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'll come back and join you as a ghost. You're so cute. I know. <laughs> okay, so then later on, Puente became, like, really involved in politics. Like, mm-hmm. she would donate to both political parties. And this made everyone have, like, a really good opinion of her because she was just, like, the sweet, kind old woman, which she actually played on that. She often claimed to be 15 years older than she actually was. Mm -hmm. So then everyone was like, oh, she's just, like, the sweet little lady. She can't hurt anyone. Yeah, like, she's fine. Um, Yeah. Psych. She was a pathological liar and looked 15 years older than she actually was. Because, like, I don't know, man. She was just weird. Like, she just knew how to get people, and, I mean, if you look look up a picture of her, because she's, like, crazy. Yeah, and another thing she would do is she liked to carry around, like, a medical case, and, like, tell people she was, like, a doctor, she used to be, like, a nurse, and then when, like, she'd be like, okay, I can help you, and this also, like, ties into the boarding house thing, she'd, like, take people in who were, like, injured and sick, and she'd be like, mm-hmm. I'll help you, and then she'd actually just drug them. Mm-hmm. And then take all the, like, jewelry, cash. Yeah, and I mean, drugging, we saw that in the first, um, the first roommate. But, yeah. um, another way that she, like, got away with that is she'd also be, like, she'd say she was, like, one of those nurses who would, like, go to people's house. Yeah, like, people like would drug, hire her. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, and so she would, like, take in these, what she called shadow people, which most murderers do. Like, they'll take in people that kind of are under the radar that no one really pays attention to. They don't have a lot of family yeah, or friends. Yeah, they think it makes them, like, more humane. Like, it justifies it kind yeah, of Yeah, like, oh, these don't matter. Like, it's fine. Yeah, like, Ted Bundy killing people who'd work as, like, sex workers because he thought they, like, weren't, like, yeah. human. Like, they were, like, doing, like, the devil's work or something. Yeah. So he thought, he was like, since, you know what? I'm just going to murder them. Yeah. Which is not okay. Yeah, don't do that. do that. It shouldn't happen again. 
Um, so while she ran her little boarding house, she would take in elderly and mentally disabled people. Okay, and she would steal their government checks. Um, and those who were, you know, not willing to comply with all of her crazy I'm stealing everything, she decided to put in her backyard. Yeah. And make it into beef jerky. Yeah. Um, which you'll get that later. Um, but, yeah. It, she was a great, um, great, terrible human. She's not great. No, she's not great. I don't even know why you'd say that. Yeah, I don't know. But, so, and then... Okay, so, like Wiley was saying, if they didn't comply, she'd put them in her backyard. She'd be like, too bad, too sad. I'm too, actually not 80 years sad. old. So then, she would continue, because most of these people were getting, like, disablement checks and, like, government checks. Mm-hmm. So, she would keep collecting those. She wouldn't, since she wasn't reporting them dead, and she was just yeah. putting them in her backyard, she just yeah. kept getting the checks, so she just kept making money off of them, mm-hmm. even though they were dead. Yeah, so her first known victim that we find out is um, Ruth Monroe. So she died at 1426 F Street in 1982, but her death was deemed suicide by drug overdose, although her family suspected that Dorothea was behind death and pressed for further investigation. So in that um, documentary I mentioned, um, that her son is on there a lot, and they he talks about how his mom definitely did not commit suicide like Mm-mm. he was like my mom would not do that and it was definitely dorothea which sucks i know like like that's just awful like i love my mom hi mom yeah i hope you listen <laughs> hi, <mom. laughs> uh, yeah luckily yeah, my i'm mom, gonna make mama b listen to this so same shout out mama b yeah and shout out mama g <laughs> um but um mama g mama g and mama b um yeah like my mom will live in my basement if she's ever alone. Like I, I don't think I, I don't think she should yeah, live with someone. My else. mom's gonna live with my sister, so. Oh, well, no. checks out. I'm yeah. gonna be. I'm gonna be. The I one love her that, and like, all, but my sister already claimed her. So oh, fair. My brothers were like Drake said he was gonna be the one that doesn't do anything. Oh my god. <laughs> I said okay. Yeah, I would. I would care for my mom and be if she needed it. Yeah, I love my mom oh, we're and so my cute. dad. My, we're my just dad's about our moms too. now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh started getting real pressed for investigations she actually like was at a bar one day it was kind of really weird like she was at a bar and then she found one of the guys that used Can to live with her huh she was turn. yeah she was getting real turn as an 82 quote-unquote 82 year old woman and so um, while she's getting turned this guy was like yo what up i used to be in your boarding house shadow people in the house and then dorothy was like what's up man and then he was like oh wait you stole things from me so then he took it to police and then later um the police actually got a note saying she wants me to lie to you um from one of her yeah like when they were like searching the house and this is when they start finding like the bodies in the yard they started questioning the people in the boarding house yeah and they were all telling her like no she's great like she does all this she makes great food for us but then one of the like shadow people slipped her note and it says she wants me to lie to you yeah so so that's how they like that that was a big red flag and then they started finding um like bones in her backyard when they were searching her house they found femur bones lots of them and when like they were asking her about it she showed no emotion like she didn't flinch or anything yeah she was just like oh yeah i don't know why that's there 
which is crazy to me as well. Like, those people that are like, I don't know how those bodies got there. Girl. And then she's like, hey, I actually need to go down the street to this coffee shop to meet with someone. Yeah. And And then the police are like, okay. Yeah, like, go have yourself a nice coffee, Dorothea. And I think this was in the documentary, but somewhere it said that one of the police officers was like, oh, well, I made sure to watch her walk into the coffee shop or walk to the coffee shop, not into it. Yeah. And he's like, so I know she went there, but he didn't stay with her. He just stood at her house and, like, watched her walk down the yeah, street. like, you're finding dead bodies in this woman's backyard. Yeah, like, she probably shouldn't just be, like, let to go. Yeah, and another really morbid fact is, like, when they were pulling up remains, before they saw any, like, bones or anything, this guy uncovered what looked like roast beef. And he was like, beef why jerky. is, or, yeah, I always say roast beef, beef jerky. And he was, like, pulling at the ground, he's like, what is this stuff? Um, it was human flesh. Gross. Yeah. So, she actually ran from the coffee shop. Big shocker, you know? Wow. Yeah, like, oh, this woman that we just found a bunch of dead bodies tried to run. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, they were like, what the heck, man? When they found her, she said that she didn't kill them, but they got sick and died. Because, you know, most people were, like, disabled or had illness anyway. And so she didn't, she just buried them in her yard and didn't notify the police because she was on parole. Yeah, because, I mean, even if she wasn't on parole, that's bad news bears. Yeah, but also, if someone's in your care, like, let's say someone's sick and they died. Uh-huh. You go to the police because eventually it's going to come out that yeah. they died and you didn't go to the police. Like, even if, like, even if people have a slight, like, okay, if someone died in my care, I would be like, oh, shoot, they're going to think I did it. Like, just go to the police. I would be like, oh, yeah, this because if you didn't died. do it, if you didn't do it, then your first thought wouldn't be, oh, no, I need to get rid of it. Like, it would yeah. be to go to the police. Yeah. Because, like, true. they'll do an autopsy. They'll be like, okay, they're sick. And then that's uh-huh. going to be the end of it. Yeah. But if you hide your dead bodies in your backyard, then it looks suspicious. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. then she was. What would be the word for that? Like, accused of nine murders? Yeah, she was charged with five counts. Or nine counts, not five counts. Yeah. accused. But then she was only, like... No, she was only charged with three of them. Which is crazy. What happened to the other six bodies in her yard? Did she not do those? No. They were just six. (laughs) That's... Okay. And then... But, um... She gave the victim's clothing to donations. That was her I'm sorry. That Yeah... Which I feel like that also just ties into, like, her being big in the community. Yeah, is she just like, wanted, like, everyone to think, oh, it's, like, the sweet little grandma. So to play on that, she was donating these clothes and being yeah. like, no, I'm a good person, guys. Like, see, I'm giving you my dead murder victim's clothes. Yes. So, like, now you can all wear the clothes that I um, murdered yeah. people in. And this whole time she was telling people she was 82, but in 2011, she, she died. died. She was actually 82. So in 1982, she was definitely not She was like 50, yeah. yeah. Which, like I said, look up a picture of her because she's crazy. Like, no, because she, she, she looks, looks old. old. Yeah. We can put it on the Instagram. Oh yes. Instagram. Uh-huh. Yeah, go follow us. Maddie's going to go or Alyssa's going to go set up a, it shouldn't happen again. Um, but yeah, so that's our first case. Um, so... Long story short, this woman drugged a bunch of people. Yes, long story short. That's right, Swifties. You heard it. 
Um, <laughs> she drugged a bunch of people, buried them in her backyard. She had nine bodies in her backyard, but only got charged for three and accused of three. That's crazy. That mm. goes along with the whole, like, getting out early thing. Yeah, like, like how do you look at this? And then also when they were searching her house, they found remnants of, like, all the drugs and stuff on the floors. Yeah. They actually found some under floorboards, too. Yeah, so, like, it was pretty obvious when they did, like, a full yeah. house search minus just the dead bodies. But, yeah, justice for all of her victims. Some of her victims include Leona Carpenter, 81, Dorothy Miller, 65, Alvaro Montoya, 59, Benjamin, 55, James Gallup, 64, Verna Faye Martin, 65, and Betty Palmer, 80. So she was um, sentenced to life in prison, though, without possibility of parole, but... That's our first case, and everyone should go listen to Dorothea by Taylor Swift from her album Evermore, yes. because it's a really good song. Most of our Taylor Swift songs will, like, actually, like, have something to do with the case and sound like the case. But, but this one is just the name. Yeah. So, yeah, go listen to it. And I'm Wiley. I'm Maddie. And it shouldn't happen again. <laughs>